Therapy with My Mom is an educational podcast meant to entertain and provide individual perspectives to our listeners. This podcast is in no way a substitute for professional counseling. If you are in need of mental health services, please reach out to a professional in your area. This podcast may also cover sensitive topics or involve triggering words about death, loss, and trauma. Please use your own discretion when listening to this podcast and consider whether the topic being discussed is something you are ready to fully explore. Welcome to Therapy with My Mom, a podcast hosted by a mother and son who love each other very much. Aw, hi, I'm Julie Barkowskis. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, a certified addictions counselor, as well as a somatic experiencing practitioner. I've been providing therapy on an outpatient basis in my private practice for over 20 years. I'm Ryan Barkowskis, her son and a millennial that was graced with having two parents who are both social workers. This podcast is here to educate our listeners on the various aspects surrounding mental health. Our guests will include individuals who are going to share personal stories on mental health struggles, as well as professionals who can shed light on the array of therapeutic approaches. We hope you enjoy the journey with us. Welcome to our show. So today kind of feels like a Sunday to me. I don't know about you, mom. I don't know. Yesterday felt like a weird Saturday. I ended up getting the day mm. off and then was went to a little housewarming party. Um, but I don't know. Does it feel like a Saturday to you? That's when we normally record to, you know, pull back the curtain. Mm, a lot a little of bit. ours. Yeah. 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 How's how's your day feeling? Uh, you know, I've actually had a pretty decent day. I would actually don't know how to. I know this isn't the subject we're talking about today, but I really have noticed how I'm a little out of schedule or out of routine because of my, you know, fractured bone in my foot. Mm -hmm. And so I've been really kind of noticing that, you know, my system is just needing to get back on some kind of, you yeah. know, active. I'm active, but I'm just not as active. So that's, have we talked uh, about so that in the podcast. Did you want to like mention what happened? I did mention it briefly at mm -hmm. one intro, something like, you know, but um, got a fracture bone in my foot, didn't heal properly because I got into a car accident. Yeah. And um, so my healing was delayed because the car accident happened, happened two weeks after. And, uh, but I'm healing now. I'm in a good spot of healing. So I'm really encouraged about that. And um, so just, trying to cope and adjust to, you know, things being a little different than what I'm used to. And yeah, I like, that's kind of, a lot of us have to go through that. You know, they, we, um, I work with that all the time with people in terms of adjustments. Yeah. So, and maybe in this conversation too, we might be talking a little bit with our guests here about what kind of adjustments she's had to make and what sure. that's been like for her as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I brought on our guest today. Um, with us today is my, manager uh another boss of mine with us is jennifer menendez hey jen hello jen is my manager at the climbing gym where i work at in pasadena called the post uh and she's an exceptional manager i really enjoy having her as a leader and as a boss mm -hmm. uh i feel heard and seen and i don't know i just appreciate our conversations uh, and that is why I felt inspired to pull her on to the podcast today to see if she would talk to us a little bit about 
management in general. That's something we we relate to a little bit in you know some of my mm-hmm. professional career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to hear some of her perspectives on it and her experience of you know being the manager at the climbing gym. It's something I'm very curious about. Thank you. That's such an experience. I'm excited too to meet someone that my son, you know, admires and respects and who has some power and control over him. Yes. <laughs> you can yeah, if there's any good Ryan stories, we love we love to hear them. So, we so, want raw opinions. Only good things. Only so good things. so uh, and this leads me to my one of my questions I was really curious about. What was your first impression of Ryan when you met him? Mm. Good question. Um we we interviewed with with my boss, right? Yeah, over Zoom. Yep, that was the first meeting. Yeah, over Zoom. I thought you were very um, cool, calm, collected. Is nice. just it was very much like you know um, the conversation um, was very easy, and um, it, I mean, not to get too ahead of myself, but like when we interview, I feel um, they're not very much questions of like, how do you handle conflict? Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, what is your, what is your communication style? It's literally just an organic conversation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we basically like to see, you know, who can um, these potential um, staff of ours like how well do they communicate with people in general that they don't know? And like, is it or yeah. interesting conversation or not? And so I, I really, I really noticed that and that you were very calm and cool and collected. Um, so yeah, that was my, <laughs> my first impression. And I think the first day that we met also, I had you, you know, do like the, the paperwork and I was just like completely frazzled. Mm-hmm. as happens when you're opening up a gym and mm-hmm. you're like, I'll take care of it. I'll, uh, you know, and I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to like really have to go over how to figure something out or right. I don't have to like figure it out with somebody. You kind of just like took it on. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. 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 That's something I like having been, you know, I think I'm probably more limited. I, I feel like I'm hesitant to say I'm a boss sometimes. Like I have managed people. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. had to train people. I've had to show them what to do. And I can be guilty of being like a helicopter manager and being like, I'm going to show you exactly how I want this done, you know, exercising some of my control issues. And mm-hmm. so I totally understand. And I love just feeling trusted when someone can just be like, I just need this done. And I'd be like, I'm used, I'm also used to having things just thrown on me, being like, I need this figured out. So if it's just like, you just have to look over paperwork, I'm like, that's so easy. Don't worry. I got this. <laughs> like I've dealt with so much more complicated things. Yeah. And so um it's really nice to hear. It's a it's a big compliment. So thank yeah. you. That is I yeah, you like to literally be... took initiative right away. And I was like, yeah. great. Cause that's kind of what I do. I just throw them yeah. in. Like you'll yeah. just let Easy. people know you're new and they'll be, you know, yeah. they'll understand, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and then I'm gonna ask Ryan, what yes. was your what was your first impression of uh, Jen? I found her to be very, very approachable um and relatable that's something uh she has a similar energy to my last manager of my last part-time job um who was also one of the best managers i ever had her name was roxana and they both embody just like i'm the same person hey just talk to me like that's the energy that they they have not like i'm above Mm -hmm. you 
Like mm-hmm. you have a schedule conflict. It's like, oh, we can talk about it. It's not like, mm-hmm. well, that's the schedule. Sorry, them's the breaks. Like that's that's never something I have enjoyed when I've had, you know, mm-hmm. problems with other managers in the past. So I felt that very similar energy and she felt recognizable and safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So really <laughs> more of a spirit of collaboration is mm-hmm. really coming through. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. So, so uh, maybe we can just lead right in here, uh, Jen, if mm-hmm. you'd like to tell our listeners a little bit more about you so uh, they can get a little yeah. more acquainted with you. Yeah. So um, thank you for the introduction. Um, so I, it's interesting. I don't call myself or consider myself a climber, which, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who's worked in the, in the industry, in the climbing gym since 2015, basically, it's it's kind of hard for me to think of myself that way. Uh, just considering now that I'm in like, I'm in the the background kind of, of things. Um, but yeah, I, I started off climbing um, in 2012, I believe, when I was in college. And it was uh, one of those things where, you know, you go through magazines and you see people climbing, you see people with the cool gear on and mm-hmm. they look really badass when they're like, you know, up <laughs> on the wall. And, um, or, or you watch them in movies and I figured, how do I do that? Like I want to do that. And I grew up, um, in South LA, uh, South Los Angeles, which is a, you know, it's kind of like a rough neighborhood and there's very limited recreational opportunities and programs for kids. And so for me, climbing was just something that was, uh, very hard to kind of get into because I didn't have anyone there was no gyms at the time. Um, and so then in college is when I took like my first course and I immediately became obsessed and Mm -hmm. I saw one of my friends there at the, at the rock wall is what it was called. Um, and I would see him at parties all the time. And I'd be like, Hey, Hugo, I've seen you climbing. Can you take me out one day? And he's like, Oh, sure. Um, and it never happened. And so it wasn't until maybe the fifth party that I saw him at. He's like, okay, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., meet at my place. And Mm -hmm. he took me out to Malibu Creek and, you know, literally showed me the ropes. And ever since then, I was pretty obsessed with it. It's calmed down a lot. The obsession's calmed down, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, climbing introduced to me this world of... um, Despite how adrenaline inducing it is, it provided a lot of calm into my life. So at the time I was what, like a junior in in college and I was really considering dropping out. Um, I was really depressed. I, you know, had dropped out of a lot of classes last minute um, and climbing and going out on trips really kind of invigorated that like feeling of excitement for life because you know we would go to bishop we would go to the um the gorge and climb and camp and i loved rolling around the dirt and it was just such a (laughs) it was such a beautiful experience getting into climbing um that i you know almost dropped out and i wanted to be a dirtbag climber Um, (laughs) i did not I ended up graduating and I figured, hey, after graduation, I'll just get a job at a gym. Um, what and- degree did you get? 
I was an anthropology major. Uh, My major was American Indian Studies. So in a way, I kind of always had that sense of adventure in me. Um, I did some field work down in Belize, uh, which kind of reminds me of like climbing because you're like in the jungles, you know, you're dirty, you're sweaty, Mm -hmm. you're feeling really cool and badass, (laughs) but you're just, you know, digging all day and you know, to me, that was really exciting. Um, so, yeah, I I found out that Cliffs of Inn was going to be hiring, which is one of our gyms here in SoCal. And I literally would bug um, my now boss about getting an interview and finally got an interview. And then, yeah, I started working the front desk and kind of worked my way up there. And now I'm here. Wow. So, so how long have you been managing? What's, what's since 2019? Since 2019. Wow. Yeah. Which was pretty much right. What was it? I think I took it on in July of 2019 um, at the previous location. And that was right before the pandemic. So I had like six months under me and then the pandemic happened and everything mm-hmm. shut down. And right. Um, yeah. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I love that story. There's some things that stick out to me and I'm curious about with climbing. There almost, there almost is a rebellious nature to it. And I wonder if that's something that you, you liked or resonated with. I think it used to be more counterculture, like the old Mm -hmm. school dirtbag climbers were like doing things they almost weren't supposed to be doing. And now it's very mainstream. Um, Can you define dirtbag Climbers, please. So yeah, so dirtbag climber, as we say that, are people that it's like think about van life, people that they live uh, very okay. simply. They all they want to do is experience climbing and outdoors, and it's like you know there are the popular YouTubers that like show that they gotcha. live out of dumpsters of Starbucks and things like that, like true dirtbags just surviving on basics and just climbing. That's all they want to do. Ah. Uh. Okay. So that's like, it's a very romantic lifestyle. There's something that we look at these people, we're like, wow, if I could strip down to just the necessities, just live out of a sprinter van and go wherever mm-hmm. I want. Like there's something romantic about that, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's for everybody. <laughs> well, I can see a lot of centering and grounding in, mm-hmm. and kind of getting away from the rat race too. So yeah. And- yeah. Is that is or is that kind of rebellious or like, run away from home, live really simple idea. Is that something that you romanticized and liked, Jen? I think so. I mean, I think it's the sense of adventure for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, just the fact that like, it, I, I was kind of a late bloomer into going outdoors and taking advantage of going outdoors. And that, that really, for me was, was the main thing. Um, and yeah, I guess it was a little rebellious because at the time it was still popular ish, but it wasn't as popular as it is now. Like I was one person out of maybe every I don't know, 50 people that I met that yeah. actually climbed. Um, yeah. yeah. And a harness was like, I've never seen that in my life. Or right. what are those things hanging off of your side? It's like, oh, it's quick draws. Mm. You know, <laughs> and like now people can recognize what a harness yeah. looks like. Now people can recognize what a chalk bag is used for. Yeah. So I did, I think I did kind of like the, 
the yeah i guess it was like a rebellious kind of like cool yeah. you're you're early to it you're like yeah you're like oh you don't know about this you're not on it's this like thing so that hipster. i'm on yeah, yeah. that's so definitely <laughs> that's yeah we can't help but kind of love that hipster feeling of like oh i'm about this and you don't even know yet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> um there's something to climbing and i wonder if you also relate to this something that drew me to it is the personal kind of growth and challenge of it. Um, I did some team-based sports. Did you ever do any like team-based sports? None. No, never. Mm -mm, Interesting. Never. Yeah. So you just found yourself in climbing. It's all about like the solo. Oh, totally. All about the person. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> or, or maybe like one other person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that's great about climbing. It's like you can just be in your zone. You can be very community oriented with it, um, but you can also just go and do something yourself. And like I joke to people that, you know, we instructed the gym that this is addressing our commitment problems. <laughs> Sometimes we just have to go through for a really big move and know and trust ourselves. So it's mm -hmm. it's like a therapy in a way, too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're my favorite thing is it's like you're alone but together yes. you know it's like you're in your own little world but mm -hmm. so is everybody else it makes you feel like you're still yeah. doing it together which yeah. i love there's always connection in some fashion or another right connection to the earth or connection to people around you even mm -hmm. if you're doing it you know in a, what we call parallel um you're doing it parallel next to each other uh actually that's a developmental word that's used called parallel play which is a developmental stage where our first one of our first connections isn't this way where we're facing each other and we're connected it's actually this way parallel interesting so, yeah yeah i'm just showing a little bit of my psychology knowledge <laughs> here I throw that in there. we love the information we love the reminder that she is yes. a professional she does know yeah what she's talking yeah i gotta about. show i gotta show that i have some not <laughs> like some, some some rocks are in this brain yeah. somehow so, <laughs> so uh, I want to ask you, Jen, about that first transition from this is a hobby. This is something that I'm interested in. Now I'm working front desk. Now I'm managing. What was like some of those first realizations or feelings when you're like, oh, now I'm actually pursuing this as a career and here's some of the challenges that are coming up with that? Yeah. Um, well, my I, initially, my first thought was, okay, I'll get a job at the climbing gym and I'm going to become the best climber. I'm going to climb all sure. day. Because I didn't have a membership prior to working at the gym ever. Like I had gotten a few day passes. I could count on my hand the, many a the, the number of times that I went. Um, but my, my thinking was, okay, I'm going to get the job. I'm going to commit to climbing every single day and I'm going to become so good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go out on all these trips and, you know, climb with all these amazing people I've met and actually like climb quote unquote hard. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously not what happened. And I don't say, I don't mean obviously as in like, duh, what could I expect? I mean it more as in, you know, you get, it's hard. It's hard to do something that is your hobby, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you can relate to that um, since that is your hobby and now you're working there too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like working the front desk actually opened me up to just meeting all sorts of people, um, which I really enjoyed too. Um, I'm an yeah. introvert, I've learned. 
And so it's very hard for me to get energized talking to people, but working the front desk is, is, is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. when you do it right. When you get to, you know, have some mm-hmm. charisma and, you know, give people attention and then they respond and they're just so happy to be there. And sometimes they're not, and you kind of have to deal with that, but yeah. Um, yeah, front desk was, was an interesting time. I, really enjoyed my job because I could show up to my shift, do what I had to do and then leave it mm-hmm. at work. Right. So, you know, I, I could like work. And then the way that I would actually create my schedule was I would open on Thursdays, which means that I'd have to get up at like five in the five thirty in the morning to be at the gym by six 45. I would get off at two I would go have the rest of that Thursday off and then have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And then Mondays I would close. So I would show up back at work at like 5.30. So I'd have this big gap where, you know, sometimes I'd go on a trip or do whatever else I was doing. Um, And yeah, I miss that because now that I manage, it's it's kind of like a 24-7 gig. Yeah, Um, You have to be on always because it's um you know the responsibility is ultimately on you and um and it's a lot so i took my first vacation for the first time in maybe like a year and a half i took two weeks off and uh that was very interesting because mm-hmm. it's a 24 7 job even if you're on vacation so yeah mm. um, so so there wasn't anybody covering for you that's part of the issue isn't it that you're if you're more doing this on your own and there's nobody else that can be your backup I mean we have like my my the other managers from other gyms that staff could reach out to um but still like I'm so used to being the one that's like answering all the emails and the email doesn't stop, you know, like (laughs) you come back, then you're inundated with like, you know, a hundred emails or so of people asking questions. Um, So, yeah. So I, I mean, going back to your question, I never anticipated to get this job. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. I was just going with the flow when I was working front desk. I just wanted to climb all the time and, it became such a flexible and, and ultimately it was a fun job that working the front desk. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. ever stressed. I was able to pursue other interests and even Mm -hmm. have other jobs if I wanted. Uh, But when the opportunity came up to manage, then I obviously took it and um, they liked me enough and trusted me enough to Mm -hmm. give it to me. So. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't they? Well, you know, being someone who was also in that role at, for about, uh, I can't remember if it was like eight years or something like that, that um, I d- did some form of coordinating or managing. Um, I was wondering, you know, what are the upsides to it and what are the downsides that you've experienced in uh, being in that role? Yeah, I, um, well, I still consider this my my big girl job. Um, which is, which is always fun. Um, I have a business card, which is cool. And I I like giving to people. So that's always fun. So it's, it, it, that is actually something that I've been reflecting on in the past year. Now that the gym has been open for a year and it's been, you know, I've been there from 
from the very first day. And um, it's been, it's been very nice to be trusted. It's a very Mm -hmm. good feeling to be, to have your judgment uh, trusted and to have like my, my senior managers are very good at, you know, basically like our whole, actually our whole company philosophy is like, just do the right thing for people. Right. And like, mm-hmm. you can make your own, dis- like, we're not a quote unquote policy oriented company. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that you have to, you know, keep at, um, and you can't compromise like safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I love being trusted to have my ideas play out. Um, I love, I really value collaboration. Um, I don't think that my, I've never been like, oh, it's my way or the highway. And I love getting input from people. I love asking what they think is best. And yeah, it's been really fun building um, like a community, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's been, that's been one of the best parts. And um, I'm trying to think of like specific little examples, but ultimately yeah. I, it, the, the, collaboration that comes from you know being able to make decisions without having to ask someone at the end is really nice and I really appreciate it um but the hard part now is the responsibility um naturally I'm someone who overthinks and is prone to like anxiety attacks and just like going down rabbit holes so the the responsibility is is really heavy sometimes and i think i have to question sometimes if you know my personality type which is prone to overthinking which is prone to anxiety and and like even being even having like Mm -hmm. depressive episodes if this is kind of like a lifestyle that is for me Mm -hmm. because it does it like i don't have to have a job where i get phone calls at one o'clock in the morning about someone being trapped in an elevator, for example, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and so, you know, it, I think that if you're someone who isn't so prone to overthinking, um, it might be easier for you to just go, oh, okay, cool. This is what happened. Let me deal with it this way. But, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I work and the way that I am, mm-hmm. it's like a little mm-hmm. bit harder for me to to work that way. Um, I'm wondering if you recognize that overthinking helps you feel safe. Definitely. Okay. And, and so if I was managing and I can think of many times where I didn't feel maybe necessarily safe in a management role, simply because there's maybe someone, what we call triangulating, you know, or there's, um, uh, people being unreliable or people playing out their own family history (laughs) where they're not interacting with you in a healthy way Um, but but one of the things I was wondering is if you have identified and I and I know Ryan you we had talked maybe a little bit ahead of time identified some ways that you can feel more empowered and feel more safe in that role and what what you're learning or what you're gaining out of that if there or if we can even talk about some ways that that can happen for you yeah, yeah, totally. Um, 
yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that too. Cause a part of me is wondering, I'm like, okay, am I just doing this to myself? Am I, you know, mm-hmm. can I just chill out for a little bit and just, you know, have a little bit more confidence in myself and have a little bit more trust in myself that like I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. And that, you mm-hmm. know, um, I have staff that will have my back and can make decisions as well. Um, what was your question specifically? Uh, uh, more or less like what you've had been exposed to so far that's helped you to learn to become more empowered or there's some things that you're starting to acquire that you can say this helps me to feel more safe. Like you just use mm-hmm. the example of like, I trust my employees, they have mm-hmm. my back. Those are things that we can say to ourselves to feel safe. And, you know, and also just to remind ourselves, you know, here's the evidence. Uh, 90% of the time things work out okay. 10% of the time when it's a mess, is it a mess or it's a catastrophe? And when we overthink, we might be looking at messes being catastrophes. And so that becomes a part of that is just recognizing that these can be solved, they're solvable, you know, and, and kind of like helping our own nervous system, you know, again, knowing that I've been in management roles myself, I'm like, you know, freaking out like all weekend, like, oh my God, what's going to happen when I go in on Monday? (laughs) And then I go on Monday and it's like, there's nothing really that big of a deal. And I'm like, God, did I catastrophize all weekend about this? And it was really me, you know, making it much bigger than it really had to be. Yeah. And yeah. You know, for me, ultimately, I don't want to cause anyone harm. Ultimately, yeah. like I don't want to cause undue hardship on anyone. And that and that especially goes for the team that I'm mm-hmm. working with, um, that I manage. Because ultimately, you know, for example, like scheduling conflicts, it's I feel like it's my responsibility responsibility almost to make sure that, you know, people get their rest, people get their time off that they request people like if I could be flexible, like why wouldn't I? And so um, I don't want to make anyone suffer due to my lack of thinking or Mm -hmm. my lack of understanding. So ultimately, what I tell my staff, and then I have to remind myself all the time is that everything can be fixed. Mm -hmm. like unless it's something that's like a a big unless it's like a safety concern everything could be fixed everything could be solved so like be okay with making mistakes please make mistakes if anything because that way Mm -hmm. you can learn from them and like you know we're I think we're so used to making a mistake and then being reprimanded for it or being mm-hmm. shamed for it or being told that we're dumb or like not good enough or whatever. It's just, it's just a mistake. People yeah. Right. 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 So yeah. that's, that's what I try to tell myself all the time. And it, it's hard because it's, I don't know if that in and of itself is what makes me feel like I might be a crappy leader because then I feel that if I'm letting people make mistakes, then like how many mistakes is too many? Or mm-hmm. like at what point is someone not taking initiative and just not caring? So that's kind of yeah. like the hard part. It's kind of like a double edged sword for me. Yeah, I think so. I have so many thoughts and already a lot of notes I wrote down as we had this conversation. Um, there's so much that I could point out that like if we need evidence of like reminders that you can trust your judgments and like all those reasons 
that hopefully we can focus on and be like, okay, yeah, this is how I feel better. And I try not to overthink too much. On one hand, though, like the overthinking is something that we rely on as managers. We're like, well, I'm going to go into the situation tomorrow. And if I haven't thought about most of the situations or the scenarios that this could like spin all into, I'm not going to be prepared. And then someone else is going to be stressed. And that's on me. No matter what, like you're like, it's on me. Like, I don't want to cause someone harm like what you just said. So it's on me. And so there's a lot of like shouldering of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I relate to that. Like I'm a people pleaser. I I feel like ultimately I should be able to handle it. And if I can ask for collaboration, an opinion, or to like check in and make sure something's okay, very good to do that. It's nice knowing if you have both like with upper management one that they do trust your judgment but also that it's safe to ask questions and not be ridiculed so uh, i hope that's something that you do have because being one step down as your employee i can say that is translated to us and that's something we appreciate like you uh you know you talk about it being such a collaboration and you do that with like what are your ideas for like this space of the gym like do you have like theme nights in mind like you're asking us for our ideas and making them feel like they're worthy and valid uh and that's so important and like we mentioned before you you kind of want us to self-regulate a little bit and there has to be and this is something my mom and i talked about a little bit ago that i'll try to rope in when you provide a safe space for the employees and you try to tell them, hey, like you are safe to tell me when something's bothering you, when another, you know, coworker is bothering you as well. Hopefully you deal with, you know, deal with that yourself. You then are saying, hey, I need to rely on you to tell me when something is wrong. Like I want you to understand I trust you and I'm just trying to do what's best for you. And then you need to trust your employees to tell you if something something is up. Um, and I think that like it's the challenge to not overthink and think, oh, is there a problem? Are they unhappy with me? Am I not being a good leader? And overthinking when there isn't conflict. Uh, if you provide that safe space for your employees, which I believe that you have, then we will tell you when there's conflict. And I think I'll support it and do it in such a healthy way. Uh, and so you don't have to be worrying too much because you're like, I trust my employees to tell me when I did something wrong or when there's something needs to be fixing and we're just going to address it. Totally. Yeah, that's that's my, um, I guess, like in terms of like leadership style, um, mm-hmm. I really do. My thing is just like, you're an adult, you mm-hmm. know, and like. I don't think of myself as like a boss or like um, I I really want to think of myself as a leader and just someone that people or like, you know, like a manager. Yeah. Like I create the schedule and yes, like I have authority to like, you know, nip things in the bud or, or say yes to things. Um, But ultimately I, you know, want people to be self-motivated and take initiative and um, trust their own decisions too. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that also 
takes it off of my plate too. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm trusting you to do what you think is best and I will support you. And if that yeah. wasn't the right thing to do, then we'll talk about it. And so I, I do, and you can tell me Ryan, if this is, if this is kind of what comes out, but I do try to remind the team that like, we are a team, like mm-hmm. we need to have each other's backs. That includes yeah. me having your back. That includes you having my back. And like, yeah, if there is a little scuffle between two people, well, before you come to me, like, have you talked to them about it? Do they mm-hmm. even know? Have you, are you making an assumption that they're ignoring you or not talking to you or like what happened? Um, because I think sometimes when people have, you know, like their boss or their, um, a supervisor it's kind of like the person that they go to to complain to yeah. or to like quote-unquote snitch on it's and not then, healthy mm-hmm. conflict resolution to just it's like not. run it's... run to the yeah the token you know mommy mm-hmm. or whatever right like you you want to deal with it yeah and like i'm happy to you know if it's something that you know needs to be addressed through me then totally i'll do it but my my goal is always that the employees feel like they are part of a team and that they can go to one another to keep each other accountable. And mm-hmm. hey, man, like, you know, you were on your phone and, you know, I've been doing the towels all day. Can you help me out? Like, we should be able to tell people on our team something like that and mm-hmm. have them not take it personal or mm-hmm. not have them be like, oh, this guy is telling me what to do. Because mm-hmm. in the at the end of the day, what's the problem with someone asking you to do something? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, maybe I jumped the gun a little too early on that, but you know, it's something that I was kind of like thinking about in the conversation about team and. Well, I think that's what you're doing is you're really leading them to say, this is how I like to see the system work together. And if I'm, you know, setting the example, setting the boundaries, guiding you in the directions I want you to go, then hopefully you're going to operate in a much healthier way you know, by, by these suggestions I'm giving you. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, one of the things that you were talking about, I had this, um, this thought to myself, uh, when do you feel, um, when you have like, let's say success relationally with your employees and you're getting, you're getting, getting things to run smoothly and it looks like a well-oiled machine. (laughs) Uh, when do you get when you get that opportunity what is that like and and how often do you get that opportunity to feel that yeah it it feels really good yeah it feels calm you know you yeah. feel like you can take a breath there you're like oh okay cool um this is fine this is this is going and how in terms of how often it happens um it happens. It could happen more. I'll say that. Uh, it could mm-hmm. happen more. And it, the hard part for me is when it doesn't happen, like, how is that a reflection of me? How is that a reflection of like my leadership? Like, where am I failing? Um, you know, if that's not happening, because at the end of the day, you know, people are going to look to me or listen to me, hopefully. Uh, and if I'm not mentioning something or not bringing up something, then that's when things can fall mm-hmm. apart. So if it's going in that direction, am I doing something wrong? Am I failing? Mm-hmm. Or how am I doing that? Um, 
Ryan and I had a quick conversation when I came back from a a climbing association conference and the conference is, you know, where everyone in the industry in North America kind of comes together to talk about, you know, best practices and leadership and all things climbing wall associated. Mm -hmm. And I went to this, um, it wasn't a leadership panel. It was, it was like a manager round table. And so everyone would bring up things that, you know, they've been dealing with at, at their climbing gyms as being managers. And the way that some of the people were talking, they were like, I can't even remember the examples, but I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm a crappy manager. Like I am not doing a good job. And I came back feeling very much like I need to change things or I need to do something different. And then I was kind of in this moment of paralysis analysis where I'm like, Mm. okay, like, what do I do? Like, do I just start all over? Do I like talk to my staff more? Do I like get out of my own head? Like, what do I do? And it was a, it was a very interesting week when I came back. So I was like, man, I'm not doing a good job, but you know, I don't know if the evidence was there that yeah. mm-hmm. could confirm that. So it was a, yeah, it was kind of a rough week, actually. It's so mm-hmm. interesting stepping out to a trip, obviously going to a like a, a meeting or a round table where that's very much something you're analyzing, but like stepping away from our routines and coming back to them. They're always great perspective shakers being like, oh, wow, like now I'm going to look at this. I wonder, like, can you access maybe what came up that was different about these managers compared to your style? Were they much more strict on people and you saw that as strength or was there, was there any notable differences? I I think maybe that's what it was. It was somebody was mentioning about, I mean, there was things that I also completely disagreed on where I was like, Oh, come on. Like there was somebody who was talking about, somebody had asked a question and their response was like, maybe you just need to hire better people. Mm. It was like, Oh yeah, that's so helpful. Uh, (laughs) And then, or like somebody responded to another question about like team dynamics and they responded with, Oh, I don't know. It just works for us because we all try to have each other's back. And it was so not constructive. Like, like, we're like, okay, cool. Good for you, bro. Like, that doesn't yeah help. that's the that ideal help. how does that actually happen like yeah you're like well yeah, yeah, we're like we're trying to get better. to that level like what are you saying um, yeah <laughs> so what what was it um oh it might have been something about like it, it was very the thing this is a thing it was very corporate like mm-hmm. you know and i'm not saying that our company isn't like a corporation or whatever but it was very much like this is the company culture and you know remember these five words and you know employees feel more inclined to collaborate when they feel like they're part of a team and I thought to myself man like I don't think I do that at all like we don't talk about company culture you know I kind to me it kind of felt like because I'm very I kind of think of myself as like a little jellyfish like I kind Mm -hmm. of just like a little bit fluid I'm like, maybe I need to be more, yeah, like more strict or, you know, be more hands on um, because, yeah, maybe I do see that as a strength, but mm-hmm. because that's not what I do. And right. that's what I see as a strength. 
-hmm. Yeah, the decisiveness is something I think that we can look at and be like, I wish I had that. I wish I didn't. I mm -hmm. just did something. Sure. I didn't second guess myself. So I can I can see that as something that you latch on to. Um, but I just oh, like. I wish, I wish I could just respond and not be like, um, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. either a yes or a no. But yeah. to me, so, I mean, maybe it's just like me projecting what I feel yeah. um, I need to work on. And that that's probably yeah. what other people pick up on when they talk to yeah. me. I will say like, you know, obviously I could point out so many things that we can we can focus on instead. Right. Be like, well, this, the style that you use actually has so many benefits to it. Right. And if we're talking about like improving company culture, there are other ways and ideas I, I also have of like just more like events, things that just get the coworkers together and continuing to see each other as people and not just coworkers relating better in that way. Mm -hmm. So like more meetups, more like, you know, just organize like, Hey, you know, all touchstone members, by the way, here's open channel. We're climbing at point doom this weekend. Like, right. Just like big things to invite people. But I think like, if I could point out one of them, so much of that strength that you mentioned before is you like feeling somewhat flexible and that things would just, be okay you don't want to punish people and so that's no, something no. i feel i feel safe in making a mistake because i can expect your response to be well 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 that's okay we'll get we'll fix it next time and that as a manager is like it provides a real sense of safety to your employees that i think if you were to flip and suddenly be a corporal punisher. <laughs> like we would be like, who is this person? And I don't think that fits your personality. I don't think that that's me. I don't even think I could fake it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't even feel like it would fit properly into your culture of, you know, climbers. You know, to yeah. me, oh. it's like you're, you got to know who you're working with too. And yeah. if your culture is tense and uptight and people are afraid of something going wrong, you know, you know, my boss is going to get mad at me. Well, that doesn't feel like a climbing atmosphere that I would want to be in if, you know, people are uptight. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that you're also, you are creating a culture, you know, that's, you know, for not just for the employees, but for the people that employees are serving. Yeah. I mean, I do get annoyed and that's the thing too. It's like, okay, yes, I am annoyed right now, but like, I don't hate you. I'm not mm -hmm. mad at you. Your mm -hmm. job's not in danger. You know, it's just like, okay, not, well, yet. not yet. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, we'll talk at my next performance review. Yeah. It's, it's more of like, uh, it's more of like, uh, you know, um, don't do it again. Like yeah. I'm over it. it doesn't matter. Like I can't imagine people who, you know, like, yeah, I don't want people to to just, you know, walk on eggshells around me. Like just yeah. be real. Yeah. With the truth. Yeah. And like we'll figure it out. And so, I, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I was gonna say is, you know, I, I remember going through some training when I became a manager at my job and it was coaching, counseling, progressive discipline. So, you know, your your first step is your um if someone needs to be coached, you coach them. Uh, someone coaching is not working. Then you start counseling. I'm like, why is this a problem with you? Why does this keep happening over and over again? You know, and you're starting to counsel them to see if you can get that result. And then discipline is, well, you know what? You know, you're going to need to stay late tonight and fix that because that was your responsibility. I'm just using, you know, for instance or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, it's not fun being in the role of having to, to discipline. And yet mm -hmm. sometimes, um, individuals 
who have not necessarily learned really healthy boundaries or responsibilities need to experience some of those consequences so they, they can learn. And we can see that as really helping them rather than hurting them. And if we can mm-hmm. look at it that way, like, you know, I think this is just something you need to learn. Let me help you with that. Not trying to make you feel bad, but, you know, here's what's going to need to happen so that you learn that this is how, you know, I I want you to be in terms of being a responsible individual. And this I'm teaching you that, right? How So it's kind of like how when we're parents, sometimes we have to do things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that all. I'm like, man, like, I, I'm a little bit unsure about if I want to have kids and, and, you know, being a parent. And I'm like, man, like, it must be really hard. Just 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 comparing, like, mm-hmm. managing people can be very difficult. Disciplining people is really difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I do it? You know, how, how do I do it in a way that's genuine to myself and my personality? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not yell at someone, but I could be kind of like, what's going on what what is up let's have a vibe check yeah. what's going on mm-hmm. you know right. i think that's more of like how i quote unquote discipline and it's like you know let's be real right now don't don't give me no. any like lies mm-hmm. just what's going on what's happening yeah right i think and that's as long as you continuously approach it in that way that's so healthy and disarming to say hey i'm not like i just want to understand like is there something else going on at home like help me help me understand uh, and it's great to be in that that position and be always asking it that way. Yay. I'm glad it works for you. I, I always get a little <laughs> insecure. I'm like, well, you know, it, it will work for some people, but some people yeah. want to be told what to do. Some people. Right, exactly. Want, yeah. And that's hard, too, because then that then feels like it confirms my insecurities of not being like rigid enough. Um, yeah. Well, everybody, that's the whole point. I mean, like I said, I, I, you're talking the language I remember. They were like, okay, certain people are going to be self-starters and they'll be fine. You just say, hey, I want you to do that. And they'll take the, you know, they'll run with it. And then you have the people who need you to hold their hand. And then you have the people who need something in the middle. And, and really, you're just trying to stretch them and help them get more stretched. And then also working with the self-starter that they actually become a little bit more collaborative or more, you know, connected and in, in a way that maybe they're, they don't ever ask for help and they need to ask for help. Yeah. And uh, so. It's something that like, I, like, I think about my own perspective on that again. And I can also relate to like times in our job that I tell other coworkers basically what to do where like they are less of a self-starter and I'm just going to say, Hey, can you just like do a towel run? Can you just do that? Mm-hmm. And if I ever feel like I'm asking too much, I feel comfortable doing a check-in like saying, Hey, like, you know, are you okay that I'm reminding you? Or like, do you feel like I'm bugging you too much? And I want to give them the space to like, say like, you know, maybe a communication style, I could just address it slightly differently. Um, but that allows me to feel safe and that like I can ask for help or say, this is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And then also check in and be like, is my messaging wrong? Or is like, what's the best way for us to continue to do this together? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cause right. I think some people, you know, will tell, like some people don't feel even comfortable telling someone else, Hey, yeah. can you go do this? Cause then they're like, Oh, I don't want to tell them what to do. But then yeah. everybody ends up losing because yeah. then the thing doesn't get done. And then there's assumptions made. Yeah. And then there's just this awkward, like, 
oh, mm-hmm. I'm a little annoyed that this person isn't a self-starter, but I am. Now I'm doing yeah. everything, which mm-hmm. again, goes back to me wanting my team to be able to tell each other. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what to do and trust that it's not coming from like an ego, mm-hmm. you know, or like a, a feeling of like wanting to be controlling or whatever. Yeah. Going back real quick to like uh, the little manager roundtable that you want to, that you talked about. I am curious um, if there was like a big expectation you had. I have a feeling, and you can tell me if you're totally, if I'm totally wrong, that in your level of management and your position, being the only manager at this gym as well, you can feel a little bit isolated. That you feel like, well, I want to trust my decisions. I don't want to always have to ask the higher ups. Am I doing this right? And it feels weird to ask my subordinates who are, are my coworkers, but kind of my subordinates. Am I doing this right? I need to ask people at my level, you know, you're going to the manager round table, other people with the same experience. Hey, like, what's your style? What are we doing? And you have this hope or expectation that like, you're going to get so much information and like a lot of helpful stuff that then you're kind of thrown off when you see these big differences. Did that really throw you for a loop? It definitely did. Um, it, and it was, it was a kind of like a bit of like a roller coaster because at one point I remember, I don't even remember the specifics, but at one point someone said something and I'm like, in my mind, I thought, who cares? What's the big deal if they make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, like get over mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, you like you don't have to focus on that because they were focusing. It was something about like an employee not getting it or something mm-hmm. to which they were like, how do we like, what do we do? How do we reprimand or something like that? Or like, how do we get them to get it? And it to me, it was if it was something that like could be fixed and just like fix it later. And like, it's not a big deal. Like next, um, but they're, at the same time there. So that made me feel kind of like, Oh, I'm doing this so much better. Like I'm not mm-hmm. wasting my breath. I'm not wasting mm-hmm. my time. Like I'm doing, I'm feeling good. But then there was other stuff where people I feel had maybe a better uh, language for how they talked about things or how they mm-hmm. did certain things that I feel like I'm lacking um, yeah. that I, I think felt insecure and was like, oh, okay, I should be doing more of that. So it was it was both, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Ultimately, I came back feeling like, uh... The, I mean, Ryan knows this, but if you could picture me on my laptop all the time, just staring at my laptop, on my computer, in my cave, it's what I call the office. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I do all day. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of the time, I have this image of myself as someone who's like, unapproachable or unavailable or too mm-hmm. frazzled to answer a question. And so it's it's nice to hear that it doesn't always come off that way too. Yeah. I think having that awareness is something that's like the biggest step is just being like, I don't want to be unapproachable. Um, and, you know, just checking in for your own, <laughs> your own mental health, just like step away from the computer for a little bit. Um, I basically mentioned this to you and uh, our boss, Markham, in the interview, is this is why I needed this job, was I found myself staring at my computer, not being personal with people in my career, and I needed front desk. I needed connection uh, mm-hmm. and that sort of regulation 
for myself. And that's been, it's been huge for my mental health, just being able to have that again with strangers, just like a real quick conversation, give someone a smile and you feel great. Uh, and it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. You're very good with customers too. When you're working, I'm like, Oh, okay. Ryan's there. He's he's got it. He's cool. Yeah. I worked the desk last night. It was very busy. And there's, there was a moment where I was like, this is nice. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can even be a little flirty sometimes with people, you know. It's, it's fun. Like, yeah. It is fun. It's it's just it's like nice, innocent, fun, and you get to make people feel good and yeah. they feel mm-hmm. seen. And I mean, gosh, it's just a gym, but like yeah. people their days are made when they yeah. when they come there and it it's feels really good. The church for for many people. Some people are in there so much that is their safe space. And so like being that guy that can like set someone up right or like give them that nice little like pat in the back on the way out. Like, you know, you have a lot of like not power, but um, energy influence by being front desk. And that has something special to it. Oh, yeah. I definitely miss that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The first face of, of the environment is the front mm-hmm. desk. So, yeah. So as we wind down here jen um i i felt an urge during much of this conversation to validate you and encourage you that like i'm feeling seen and like you're doing a great job as a manager i want i want to challenge you now to think of um a decision or something like maybe just a characteristic about yourself one of your leadership styles name one thing about what you're doing and how you do it that you're most proud of? Um, I think just like the collaborative nature that I think I bring to to mm-hmm. the team, which I hope other people can agree on. Um, yeah. And if not, they won't have to collaborate better. I guess we'll have to invite <laughs> all of my coworkers onto this podcast and ask them yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah, it'll be an intervention. Totally. <laughs> Everybody on one call. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that when you're in a middle management position, often, unless the higher ups are telling you you're doing a great job, uh, a lot of times you're just being told all the problems and what you need to fix. And you don't necessarily get the feedback that, you know, how you're doing well or. or it's so hard. Yeah. 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 And so, so it's, a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough place to be in the middle of that. And, and people are coming to you with their problems and you're like, and I don't know how many times people thank you or express appreciation or they're like, oh, that's what she's supposed to do. Why do I need to thank her? You know, that kind of That's thing. how I feel. I'm like, you don't have to thank me. It was my job. I signed up for it. Right. But even though they don't have to thank you, I think it's nice to know that people can value that you're that you show up for them and yeah. that, that and that that's a quality of who you are. Yeah. So can I tell you something funny that also makes me think of and something I've verbatim said. So, uh, you know, in one of my first jobs at Culver's, a fast food place, we were supposed to say, it's my pleasure, you know, and you don't say you're welcome. You say, it's my pleasure. Uh, so that's something that always was like, you know, my immediate response. And then I had that same feeling of like, when people thanked me for doing something I was expected to do, I was like, well, it's my job. And so I, w- I started to say a lot when like, I'd be on set and someone's like, well, thank you for getting lunch on time. I'd be like, you're welcome. It's my pleasure and my job. Yeah. I always say both yeah. and and yeah. I get to also have some humor about that that I appreciate mm-hmm. like I call out exactly what it is and they're like well yeah well I'm glad you also have like a, a good demeanor about it 
Mm-hmm. It's totally. a fun way to own it. Yeah. 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 It definitely helps with the perspective and um humor is uh is always uh, is, is always accepted mm-hmm. around me for sure. So cool. appreciate that. And dark humor. Yes. Love it. Why not? <laughs> so uh let's move into our final one, Mom, if you want to take it away for the final question. Drum roll. Oh. Jan, can you share with our audience what is the mantra that you typically go and live by? If you have one. I, okay, this this might seem kind of silly, but I feel like at the beginning of the week, I am my mantra that gets me through is just kind of like, I just have to get through this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sounds really silly, but I'm constantly like, okay, you know, like we don't have to think about future October, November. Just, we just got to make it through this week. You just got to go through this week, which I think is like a meme somewhere where you're constantly every day. Like, I just have to get through this day. I just have to get through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like one day at a time or one week at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's making everything manageable. You're like, no matter what happens a year from now, like I just have all I have to worry about is the short term. That's definitely how I manage as well. Yeah. Which is hard when I try to it's hard for me when I'm very focused on the big picture. Mm-hmm. and months ahead and catastrophizing so it's like okay no we just got to get through this week stay in the present <laughs> as much as you can mm-hmm. well jen i enjoyed this conversation i wonder and hope it it was helpful for you or at least uh enjoyable i hated it and no, i'm just kidding oh i knew it <laughs> i knew it <laughs> no it was really sweet i thank you so much for mm-hmm me on i really appreciate it and i'm, I'm yeah. really happy to have you on the team truly oh yeah well and i i think that you know we look at people in roles like yourself where you're in this management role and it's a highly stressful role to be in mm-hmm. and for you to take on all this um really caring responsibility to really be there for your team you know you really i think ryan put it well you know you're you're, you're taking on a lot of things on your shoulders because yeah. you're really caring about other people that you that you feel some sense of responsibility to. So so I commend you for all the good work you're doing in that area and and also just celebrating the fact that you're going to continue to learn and grow and and that you have opportunities to see those challenges along the way. Uh, but know that you will make good mistakes. At, yes, right. Yes. And and know that you're good mm-hmm. enough for today. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. As a poet once said, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Mm, Nobody's mm, perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah. said that, but that was definitely a poet. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they won a, a prize or something for that. Yeah. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for chatting with me and being a guest on Therapy with My Mom. Um, mm-hmm. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll probably see you in a couple of days. Sounds good. <laughs> Well, you take care. Wish you all the very best. Thank you, friends. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, I think you've probably met some of my managers along the way. It's always interesting when you get to, like, experience Mm -hmm. one of my bosses. How was that? Uh, Always anybody i've come across that you work with they're just always really kind 
personable, mm-hmm. caring people. The I've ones I at least them. introduced to you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't ever introduce someone I don't like. <laughs> really? I mean, like, I only met the, meet the ones that you want me to meet. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This person yelled at me. Hi, meet my mom. I'm not introducing that guy. Forget him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, definitely. Um, yeah, just really, she's quite delightful. Mm-hmm. And um, I can see her just radiating with a lot of good positive energy yeah and i like i relate to like i mentioned before i relate so much to this shouldering of like well i've put myself in this position it's now on me i'm not going to make someone else Mm -hmm. do this and i want my people to succeed and also kind Mm -hmm. of feel like they have the agency to make decisions but still ultimately you know the buck stops with me so if i have to like you know kind of reprimand someone there's so much like of a delicate balance to it and so i i understand where she is with it um and yeah i just feel like i want to offer her encouragement that like you know i -hmm. feel it and i do hope that you know my other coworkers feel it too definitely i don't know if you have meetings at all as a group or is it all yeah we actually have fairly often um like little team meetings where we talk about like little injuries or like things that have happened mm-hmm. in the gym, how they were resolved, you know, if anything mm-hmm. needs to be addressed differently. Um, and those meetings are very casual. Like we're doing icebreakers. Like she always mm-hmm. provides like some food for us when we're doing them. Um, and yeah, I, again, personally, I feel like it is a very collaborative environment. Um, and oh, so I just hope true. that like that, is being translated to more people and that, you know, hopefully she can internalize that more and more that like it's, mm-hmm. it's being felt. There's just sometimes problems are just going to come up and we have to let those wash over us. Right. Well, and it can be only as collaborative as the, as the participants are willing to be collaborative. I mm-hmm. mean, there might be somebody who just has some hard time knowing how to do that and has to learn those skills themselves. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, definitely. that could be something you ask a little bit, maybe in interviews. And I don't think you have to weed out these people entirely. But you can maybe be forthcoming saying, hey, you know, we like to have a collaborative environment. Or maybe if you don't even lead that, just say like, hey, like, do you like being someone who just receives instruction and you really like that structure? Or are you someone that like likes being given some free will and agency and like mm-hmm. trying to find those people that promote that that mm-hmm. uh, in, that collaboration, I think. As we hire you know, more people. No, I'm doing a little bit of tongue in cheek. Are you lazy or are you responsible? Mm-hmm. Which one? How would you, would you say that you're a good worker or a bad worker? When you work, do you work or do you just do sit work? around? Just kind of sit around. You do a lot of texting. What <laughs> <laughs> is your just... favorite part of your job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, having good meetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Big questions. But... Yeah, I know it's really interesting because I, I, I recall job interviews and, and I always remember one of my responses would be is, uh, what are your, what is your, um, what do you uh, appreciate about, uh, you know, work? And I said, I just like learning and growing. So I like to be challenged. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I'm not challenged, I'm bored. And they were like, oh, you know, I mean, the reality was, is I, I didn't want to be, you know, spacing out la la land, twilling my thumbs. Yeah, you know, I I wanted to learn and grow, and I, so I was like, so if you don't have people that want that, then that that can be a factor of your environment. Yeah, so, that they're not gonna have the like energy to get up 
behind a desk and go do no, that. They're, they're not and, invested in learning yeah, and growing. Not. They're just there yeah. to, you know, waste time or Coast. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So my son. Yes, my mom. I think it's just really cool to hear a little bit more about you, the environment you're working in. I that I really yeah. I appreciate learning a little bit more, being a little bit more part of what you what you're experiencing there. I've been to yeah. the one of the gyms. I oh, know yeah. I took you to I think the one in Burbank. Yeah, we we poked yeah. our head in just so you could see it. Yeah, um, so it's so I I have a like a visual connection to to yeah. the environment you've been in. So it was just nice to get to know you know a little bit more more of that experience that you have and and the yeah. people you work with. So I feel more connected to you, my son. Very good. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned, like, you know, there's so many benefits and stuff I appreciate about this job. Um, Mm -hmm. So talking about it more and like as we like talk about the whole community that is climbing, um, Mm -hmm. it makes me appreciate it more. And um, it's fun sharing that. It's fun talking about it. Well, good. Good. Very good. Well, well, I hope our listeners also learn some things here, not only Mm -hmm. about the the atmosphere of, of even exploring climbing as a stress reliever, but also yeah. just the, you know, pragmatic experiences that we're all having in an environment where either we're the employee or the manager and how, um, how that we can take on some responsibility or role about how that goes well or how it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I feel informed. I feel lifted. I hope everybody else does too. Thank you for spending some time with us. We appreciate you all. And we hope you'll come again next time in about two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Therapy with My Mom. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can best support us by reviewing and downloading the episode on whatever platform you listen on. Tell your family and loved ones about the show and don't forget to follow and engage with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Therapy With My Mom. You can also email us at therapywithmymom at gmail.com with any topic suggestions or stories you might want to have shared on the show. Great job, Ryan. Thanks, Mom.